Well, thank you, Vaughn. Um, Vaughn had a picture of frames and clouds. My picture I'm going to start with has been that of a boxing ring. And um, I, ha I don't know much. I don't watch uh, boxing and fighting very much. But I've seen Rocky, all 10 of them. Um, and I just feel like this year, uh, I've been the fighter in the boxing ring that uh, it's been hard to watch. You know, people on the sidelines, it's been hard to watch because I'm not just taking punches, I'm getting the snot beat out of me. I'm getting pummeled. And um, somehow, we know by the grace of God, with bruised eyes and just blood in the ring, and feeling weary and tired and wobbly, I've managed to stay standing. Well, that was until about three weeks ago. We received a call on July 27th, and it was, uh, we learned of the death of a very dear um, family member, dear, dear friend and family member. And uh, he had been in a military training accident and had died, leaving behind also our very dear friend, his wife and three small children. It was a knockout blow. I found myself on the mats and um, in pain and not sure I could get up. And even if I could, not sure I wanted to get up. And during that, you know, as you see in, in Rocky, you see in the fights, I could hear the voices. I could hear the voices of the opposition already uh, projecting their victory, saying, stay down, stay down. But then I could hear my family, my team. I could hear other voices that so much came in what I know to be the voice of prayer that just seemed to be rallying around me getting down on the mats with me saying, you can do this, get up, stay in the ring, you'll get through this. And little by little, ever so slowly, I began to crawl over to the side of the ring and just grasp hold of one rope at a time and get a firm grip on that rope and then slowly, still breathing in pain, grab hold of the next rope until I could pull myself to standing. Still not a very pretty sight. Still beaten and bruised, but standing. And I'm so excited about and honored to be able to share in this series, I think it's so timely, these different stories that we've been hearing and it's incredible because we are able to relate. There's someone, flesh and blood, that has gone through something and we can relate to that and that's encouraging. We're not the only ones that are in the ring fighting this fight and feeling battered and bruised. I know many of you have had a tough two years, maybe even longer than that, and you're feeling pretty worn out and it's hard to stand. Um, I think it's incredible that we're hearing these different scriptures and stuff and, and we're, we're rejoicing in God's faithfulness through these stories and we're hearing of that and it's encouraging and it, it builds our faith. But I'm convinced that what is so timely about this and if we get nothing else out of this, of this series and even about what I'm sharing, I 
pray that you would get the, you would grab hold and hold fast the truth of God's word. That's what's going to keep us in the ring. That's what's going to keep us standing. We need something to hold fast to. It was like those ropes were God's word that I was holding fast to. And you know what? Two weeks ago, I wasn't getting up every morning, you know, with my coffee and my, my Bible, all super spiritual. I wasn't able to really even formulate prayers, but it was in those knockdown moments when I was writhing around in pain that scripture verse would come to my mind ones that I had built an arsenal of in the good times, and I could hang on to that. It might have been one scripture verse that I would pray, and then I would think about for day after day, and then another one until I can get up standing. But we need the truth of God's word to hold fast to. We can't in hard times just remember a story. That's not gonna get us standing. We need the truth of God's word. So I'm gonna come back to it, but I'm gonna ask you, what are you holding fast to? We've been asked to uh, share a scripture verse, one specific one. I said to James, you just want me to share one? <laughs> How am I gonna share one? Um, but one scripture verse that has kind of helped us, that we've been able to hold fast to, or that I've been able to hold fast to in a hard time. And so I'm gonna build a little bit of context before I share that scripture. Uh, that will help, I think, explain it a little bit more. But it was probably about eight to 10 years ago. I was in my early 40s, and um, my circumstances weren't particularly difficult. I wasn't necessarily going through a hard time. I wasn't experiencing, didn't experience loss or anything real tragic was happening. But I was just going through a very difficult time personally. I was experiencing what I can only um, describe as like an ugliness in me that I could recognize. People close to me or, or around me may not have really seen that or been able to, to really identify that, but I knew there was something that just wasn't right. There was a darkness, there was an ugliness that I knew the Lord wanted to deal with. And Sadly, in most situations, although people from afar may not have noticed, some of my reactions and my responses to that ugliness was affecting those closest to me. And one uh, day, like I said, about eight to 10 years ago, it was late January, and uh, my husband and I had had an argument. And as he left for work, I just crumpled to the floor. I was done. I said, Lord, I know, I wasn't blaming, it wasn't blaming him. The blame game was done. I knew the problem lie within me, but I wasn't even sure where to start. I knew change had happened, but I wasn't sure where to start. And I felt the Lord as I started thinking about what, what should I do? What are the next steps? Should I see a counselor? What should I do? I felt the Lord just really wooing me to him. Also during this time, I wasn't sleeping very well. Um, pretty inconsistently, about three to four times a week, I would wake up at two o'clock in the morning, right around then, and I would stay awake till about four. Sometimes I wouldn't fall back to sleep. And it wasn't every day, but it was enough to where I was pretty worn out. Anyone knows that doesn't sleep, you get pretty, um, pretty weak and pretty tired. 
So I was in that state, and you would think that that would uh, kind of give you the warning. Uh, the red flag was there that the Lord was trying to get my attention. Um, but no, instead, I went to doctors, and I even went to a homeopath, and I answered all the depression evaluation questions, and I got prescription melatonin, tried the different little powders and all these different things to no avail. So I decided during that time, in the wee hours of the night, that's when I would spend time with the Lord. And so we had in our passageway a room that at the time, it's now my daughter's room, but in the time it was uh, an office and it had a bed in there. So I was like, well, yeah, if nothing else, maybe I'll fall asleep. Put just a Bible and a notebook and some pens and I would get up night after night and just go in there and spend time with the Lord. Lord, just speak to me. I don't know what's going on. I want to know, would you reveal it to me? Um, and one night, it was probably a couple weeks in, I woke, and you know how sometimes it's just something's right on your mind. And I woke with the phrase, for the Lord searches, he looks throughout the whole earth. And that just kept playing over and over in my mind. The Lord is looking to and fro throughout the whole earth. And I knew it was a scripture verse, and I knew there was more to it, but I couldn't think of what that second part was. So I started going through like different versions. Well, the Lord is looking, the Lord is searching. What is he looking for? He's looking throughout the whole earth. His eyes are roaming. I couldn't remember the message version. It was too long. Um, so I got up and went into the office and really spiritual thing I did next, I grabbed my phone and I typed into the Google search for the Lord searches throughout the whole earth. And this is what I saw. 2 Chronicles 16.9 says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose hearts are blameless towards him. I wept. I knew that the Lord wanted me to see that. He didn't want me to remember it. He wanted me to see that he is looking, the God who never sleeps, the God who is omnipresent, he sees all of us, he can see everything. He was looking specifically to me to show strong support. And I feel like there are people today that need to hear that. God is not blind to your situation. He's not absent. He sees you. He sees the difficult, he sees the hurt, he sees the loss, he sees the pain. And he doesn't wanna bring judgment, he doesn't wanna show you or blame you or tell you this is what you did wrong. He wants to show strong support to you. Um, there's a couple different, just three quick things that I wanna share that um, I believe the Lord wants, or the, the Lord can use uh, to help us to show his support to us. Um, some of these things are a little bit repetitive to what you may have heard in some of the hope stories, but I don't know about you, I'm a teacher by trade and they say rep repetition is good. Um, I know I need to hear things many times, um, but I also feel like the Lord isn't just wanting to put a full stop, he's wanting to put an exclamation point. He's wanting to emphasize some things to us so that we can stay standing in the ring in the strength of his, 
of the Lord. Number one, don't lose your grip. Grab hold of the ropes. I said it earlier, and I just, I, I, I can't say it enough. Hold fast, not to the report, not to what one of the pastors have said, not to one of these stories. Hold fast to the truth of God's word. Hebrews 10.23 says, let us hold fast to the hope we profess without wavering, for he who is promised is faithful. The Amplified says, let us seize and hold tightly to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who is promised is reliable, he's trustworthy, he is faithful to his word, seize and hold tightly. Build your arsenal of scripture now. Something that you can hold onto in the hard times. So you're not just grasping at the ropes in the dark valley, but you have something to hold on to. What are you holding fast to? I asked that in the beginning, I'll ask you again. Number two, stay in the ring. Wait on the Lord in the process. Most likely, it's going to take time for healing, for the hope, for the peace, for the restoration to be revealed in a way that you recognize it. It doesn't come immediately. We're purposed to wait on him. Don't wait on the answer. Don't wait on the answer that you want. Don't wait on the circumstance to change, but wait on the Lord. And Isaiah says, when we do that, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Our strength is renewed. Psalms 23, 4, I actually think I shared this last time I spoke, but it's a good one. I can't get away from it. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, you spoke about the dark valley, I will fear no evil. You are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Keywords, walk through. We are gonna go through hardship. We're gonna go through some dark times, but we're not meant to stay there. We may take a knockout blow, but we're not meant to stay on the mats. We are meant to walk through to the other side. As Dory says in Finding Nemo, keep swimming, keep swimming, keep on swimming. So my question to you is what's the next step that you need to take? You don't have to figure out the hundredth step. What's the next one? Maybe a baby step, but what's the next step that keeps you walking through? And number three, Become the voice of encouragement for someone else. Vaughn talked about this, about being that comfort for someone else. I strongly believe, I'm not a theologian, so you might challenge me on that, but I strongly believe that one of the main ways that God shows his strong support is through us. He wants to show strong support through our mouth, through our hands, through our intentionality. 
He wants to bring comfort and hope through us to those that are in the dark valley, those that are hurting. So I remember when you were in a hard time, who were those voices that were rallying around you saying, get up, you can do it. Let's do this. What were the texts? What were the emails? What were the um, encouragements? Maybe it was a meal. And become that for someone else. Show that intentionality. Help them get up and get back in the fight. How are you practically showing God's strong support to others. This wasn't in the notes, so don't um, bombard God First leadership with emails if you don't like what I'm gonna say, but I really feel like some of us are stuck. And it's time to take the next step. It's time to get to the ropes. It's time to get unstuck because God wants to use your voice. He wants to use you. He wants to use your story. He wants to use your testimony to bring hope to someone else, to be the voice of encouragement to someone else. And he can't do that if we're stuck. So let's stand up and get unstuck.